0: Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station. And I encourage you to go to Wikipedia and check out the page for what uh, the history of WIMG. I think you'll be shocked. Uh, The Trenton 365 Show has a Facebook page. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. So, everyone knows that I enjoy food. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to keep my physique sort of slim, but I am a foodie. And when I say that, I mean I like to cook, I enjoy cooking, I really enjoy eating, and especially enjoy having meals with friends and families, and also with strangers, because I think that's the best way for us to uh, knock down some of these barriers and walls. So, my guests who are here tonight... (laughs) And unfortunately, I don't have any samples, but I'm sure we can work on that later. <laughs> so, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but I want you to just get a visualize, visualize collared green egg
1: rolls. Please introduce yourselves. I'm Carrie Hamilton. This is my lovely wife, Jennifer Hamilton. We are the owners of Carrie's Gourmet, and our specialty item is a collard green spring roll. Spring roll, pardon me. And, um... We've been working on this project now for about four years. We're looking to take our product from a caterer to being a food manufacturer with the goal of putting out spring roll in restaurants, supermarkets, and sports facilities. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, for the folks who um, think spring roll, most of the time they think of an Asian food, mm-hmm. like uh, cabbage, carrots, et cetera, in a, that, like, almost like a, a thin phyllo dough or something like that. Explain your product.
2: Our collard green spring roll is a fusion, actually, of Southern cooking and Asian cooking. So it's a actually a tasteful fusion of those two things. So it's interesting that you describe it as that, because that's exactly what Kerry was um, trying to uh, invent when he put the two together. Traditional Southern collard greens, um, which are vegetarian, that are healthy, that are good for you, with a very light um, Asian flair with being rolled in a, in a spring roll and either baked or fried. And what we found is that um, the population is really excited about it, and we always get positive feedback from people who say um, they like collard greens, never had collard greens. They just It's just very intriguing when you put the two together.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Well, I have had them, and the product is absolutely amazing. One of the things that I really like about it is um, sometimes when you buy a product, um, especially something that could be frozen, when you heat it up, it doesn't have that same flair to it. There's usually a lot of like preservatives, a lot of salt. Mm-hmm. Your product, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if I can explain this right, if you were to cut it open and pull the collard greens out, that in itself would be a meal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it would. It would be more like a side item as far as the a portion mount, but it would be a meal in itself mm-hmm. because it's a vegetarian vegetarian item. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the uniqueness about the product is, even though it's an African-American produced product, we have other nationalities that love it uh, tremendously. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think that that goes to, to, to saying that collard greens for many years, especially when I was growing up, it was considered like that was black food. But only blacks eat collard greens. And I think that as we've progressed as a culture and as a society, more and more people are realizing the benefits of eating healthier. And collard greens are full of vitamins and nutrients. And uh, can you just elaborate on that a bit?
2: Well, that's exactly right. And that's one of our, our biggest selling points is that collard greens are it has a lot of antioxidants, and are, it's a superfood. Actually, it's um, kale has had its time. Um, anything that's deep green and leafy is good for your heart. It has vitamin B. It has vitamin C, and that's again one of our selling tools is that this is a healthy product. This is a product that's going to help you with your exercise program. It's going to help you stay fit. It's, going, it's heart healthy. So that's one of our, our largest marketing points. That is, it's tasty, that we don't use a lot of preservative, preservatives. We don't use a lot of salt. In fact, Carrie's been a chef for 30 years and when we in our catering, we always have soul food with a healthy twist. So this product is, is actually As we said, a fusion between healthy collard greens, which are good for you, and as you said, it could be eaten as a meal because traditionally in our culture, it's always a pot of collard greens. Mm -hmm. And we've always known that they're tasty, that they're good. But now you're going to have them in kind of a different flair where you can just eat them and you can eat this product like an appetizer, or you can have it as a meal, and we also have three varieties. We have the vegetarian, which is not made with any meat, but if you've tasted it, you know this. It's quite flavorful, flavorful, and the collard greens stand up. That's what's actually unique about this product also. When people bite it, they know they, they, the crunch and the collard greens yes. are very substantial. It's like you're not eating something that's wimpy. Mm-hmm. We also have, um, we make it in barbecue, chopped barbecue turkey, so that's the true collard greens with a little chopped barbecue turkey, which is similar to a southern chopped barbecue pork, but better for you, mm-hmm. but just as tasty, tasty. And then we make it with a little salmon. So
0: mm-hmm. Now, why, why did you, or how did you come up with the
1: concept for collard green egg rolls, or spring rolls, my father? <laughs> that's quite a, well, it's funny, Jack. Not to correct you, because originally it was called the collard green egg roll. Okay. All right. I feel (laughs) better now. I feel better now. A foodie said to us that since we use spring rolls, we should change the name from collard green egg roll to spring roll because we use a true spring roll wrapper. Okay. So that, hence the the name change. So you're not incorrect in pronunciating the name, but today we just call it a spring roll. Um, The concept of the collard green spring roll came up to me as a dream back in 1989, after a Thanksgiving Day event, um, the dream came in like pieces. And the bottom line of the dream was, if other people are copying us, like let's say the Koreans with soul food or black hair, um, why couldn't we copy someone else? Mm. And then the concept of grains and spring rolls came together because traditionally, black folks don't like Egg rolls per se, because of the bok choy and the carrots and all of that stuff, it's foreign to us. We eat it because it's tasty, but collard greens seem to be a natural synergy. So, hence the thirty year journey of me trying to perfect, perfect, trying to perfect the collard green egg roll, which eventually became the collard green spring
0: roll. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> now, um, now I, I don't want you to get into all the details, but something else that I always enjoyed about the spring rolls is that how they hold up. You know, sometimes when you get a spring roll, it's very brittle. uh, Brittle, Mm -hmm. falls apart. um, Especially if there's any any uh, excess juice or liquid inside. How do you like talk about the process with the collard green spring rolls?
2: Well, I think it. Our process is that when we are um, putting this product together, we only use fresh things. So we start with a fresh. Um, collard greens. So you would get a a whole different product if you use a frozen collard green. Mm. It would be wimpy, it would be wet, it would be uh, soggy perhaps. But because we always start with fresh collard greens, um, you get a, a, it it yields a better product. And we always start with fresh spring rolls. And we, um, our cooking process and the recipe for doing this is very simple. And that leads to a simple result, because we don't put a lot of salts, preservatives and things in it. It's just really a spring roll and these collard greens cooked to perfection with the spices and the flavor that we put in it. And it's a very simple process that yields a very simple, flavorful, stand-up product. Mm, That's awesome.
1: Also the pot liquor from the natural greens itself isn't as thick. Um, of a liquid content, so it helps to keep the collard greens tighter. So when you actually roll it, you don't have as much liquid as you would from a frozen or a canned product. Okay.
0: Can you share the contact information so people can see your product and maybe get in touch with you about purchasing your product?
1: Um, you, Carrie's Collard Green Spring Roll can be found at www.carriesgourmet.com or we can be reached at or...
2: And they also are available at Studio B Bakery, which is on South Broad Street.
1: 439 South Broad.
2: 439 South Broad. They're carrying our product. And we're soon to be at another location in West Stafford where they'll be car- carrying all three var- varieties of the collard green spring roll. So go by Studio B and get one.
0: Awesome. I'm speaking with Jennifer and Carrie Hamilton. We're talking about colored green spring rolls. And we'll be back after a short break. How we doing? <clears throat> and welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm Jacques Howard, your host. You can send an email, tretton365show at gmail.com. And you're listening over WIMG 1300, the 3 times stellar award-winning station website, wimg1300.com. And if you're watching, it's over WPHY, channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. So in the studio with me is Jennifer and Carrie Hamilton. They are entrepreneurs. Um, Carrie is a 30-year chef. And uh, he and Jennifer came up with this awesome product called Collard Green Spring Rolls, and we've been talking about that, and I encourage you to see if you can get a sample for yourself. You can go to Studio B, which is located on South Broad Street in Trenton, New Jersey, right across from the arena, or you can go to the website, carriesgourmet.com, or you can call 609-638-2645. So, Carrie, you and Jonah for both, we're talking about the actual product, and the consistency of the product and how it holds up. And over the last two years or so, I've been talking to you about the process, about what you've been going through with um, trying to mass produce this wonderful product and in a meeting with potential people who can invest and, and help with distribution, etc. From your entrepreneurial standpoint, can you just elaborate on that, like condense it down, but just share some,
1: some of uh, what you've had to do to get to where your product is now? Well... Our biggest challenge right now is finding a co-packer to produce our product. And what a co-packer would do is they would take our recipe and take it from, let's say, 400 people and develop it develop it to produce a product that will feed a million people. And then they would take that bulk product and cook it, roll it, and produce it, freeze it, flash freeze it, and put it into boxes so that we could be able to sell the product. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been working, seeking to find a co-packer for about two years. We found one in Brooklyn, New York, an Asian company that will help us to begin that process. Uh, Right now we have two deals on the table with a major supermarket chain that said they'd be interested in purchasing 2,400 cases of our product, 600 of each variety plus a variety pack of um, spring rolls. And that's what we're using to uh, market our product. Mm-hmm.
2: And you were you wanted us to speak about the process. The challenge in that for any entrepreneur, small business is where do you come up with the capital for that? And our journey has been um, a journey of enlightenment, enlightenment to become food manufacturers. Um, we've learned a lot in the last four years. Only about two percent of the population that manufacture of food are African-Americans. So, I mean, we're going into we're a little fish in a great big pond. So we've had to learn uh, a lot about carriers taking courses. We've um, gotten some crowdfunding. We've had to learn how to become a, a business, food manufacturing business. And whereas we well, we have a great product, a great idea and the marketing plan and a business plan, we're just at the precipice of being able to put all those things together and truly become food manufacturers, which is a long journey. But I believe that um, God is gonna bless us and we're gonna reach that goal before the end of the year to find this financing and actually be able to have a product reach the market. So that's our our goal and that's our vision.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Can you both elaborate on some of the challenges that you've experienced going through this process? Uh,
2: You wanna start? Well, uh, we've always had, the product has always uh, marketed and spoken for itself. It's it's a great product. What we've had to do is is catch up with the knowledge of, like I said, becoming food manufacturers and becoming business people, that that entrepreneur road. So early on, we had offers from um, major companies who wanted to license it, license our product. They said, well, look, we'll just slap our name on it and, you know, you pay us a percentage and it would be no longer Carrie's Gourmet or Carrie's Calgary Spring Roll. It would be like uh, Sunoco's Spring Roll or McDonald's Spring Roll. Well, thanks be to God, we weren't crazy enough to allow someone to, to, to take that licensing deal because we didn't know enough about owning a business and being an entrepreneur to make that decision then we chose the long road we chose the road that you know had some downfalls some ups and downs the one where we had to you know get back up and get started again but for us it was the right thing to do because we could have everybody watches shark tank and most people will say to us when you're in a small business why don't you just get on shark tank and get a licensing deal well we found out that that wasn't the best road for us, we would have um, sacrificed probably a lot of our 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 integrity mm. to have a licensing deal with a company that that was a soul food company that was very well known because they knew everything that we didn't know. We had to learn what we didn't know. When you don't know something, you don't know it. So we yeah. we took we we had to take the road to become. Uh, knowledgeable about the food manufacturing business. And along the way, you talked about the struggles, along the way we've met some uh, great people who have helped us. The New Jersey Food Biz um, organization we've gone to three years in a row that helps uh, small businesses and large companies come together in New Jersey. And it's a food manufacturing trade show. We've had people from uh, large companies embrace us and allow us to just two people who have a product allow us to come to their trade show, um, entertain the idea of saying to us, "When you get this product made, we want it in our stores." Mm. But you have to. They said opportunity is where. Um, what is that say So good. Opportunity is where hard work meets um, preparedness. So we've had to do all that preparing and hard work. So the opportunity is actually in front of us right now and I think we're going to be able to capitalize on it.
1: The other challenge has been there's no template for what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay so when we sit down and say okay we're doing a collard green spring roll, well I can't go to my cousin and say okay how are you producing your spring roll. When we sit down with the Asian company and we said to them we're going to do a collard green spring roll, they said to us kale, no collard greens. Kale? <laughs> what, what, what are the they, they didn't, <laughs> conceptually, they couldn't understand the difference. So when they heard it, they frowned their face. They let us try their product. They tried our product. And then after they tasted the collard green spring roll, they were like, oh, well, wait a minute. We could do this, 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 and this with it. Now that they had a taste or a taste profile for the product, they could figure out ways of doing things with it. So that's another one of those challenges where we can't go to small business administration and say, okay, listen, we need to go and look up such and such coal so that we can figure out how to produce these collard green spring rolls. Mm -hmm. And the other challenge is we're doing something that's ethnic. And as Jen mentioned, the 2% is actually 2% minorities. There's less African-Americans in there. So all of the events that we attend is predominantly other nationalities than us. Mm -hmm but we've been embraced because of the uniqueness of the product because when we first got started that uh, supermarket that wanted our product wanted to pigeonhole us as a African American product only they wanted us to be marketed to African Americans we did a trade show with them a year later and their high-end stores was like well do you realize what you have here kale is moving along collard greens falls in that same line Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of education that has to be um, given to our potential customer about the product itself. Mm -hmm.
0: Now I gave my um, impression,
1: uh, what has feedback been like from people who've tried your product? On a percentage basis, if we had 100 people, as an example, initially we would have 85% of them. They would love it whether they tried the collard greens or not. You're going to have another 5% that's just going to say no to collard greens. The other 10% is interesting. They'll be willing to try it, and out of that last 10%, 8% of them will like the collard green because of the uniqueness of the taste or the uniqueness of the fusing of the taste. Because Mm. if you eat collard greens, you have one taste with collard greens, you have another taste with spring rolls. When you combine the two, like I said, it's a whole other flavor. So that other 8% is now moving towards that uh, 85% because they like the uniqueness of the flavor. Mm. Is there any competition for you?
2: That's an interesting question. Um, because we've been in arenas where the, our, our, the people that we're going to sell this product to, like the large grocery stores, supermarkets, stadiums, we've had interest in it. We've had interest from uh, large food uh, manufacturers like Aramark and Sodexo so, so depending on the the arena that it's going to be sold in the interest is I'm sorry I, I lost track whatever what the competition I was gonna say. the competition oh the reason that they're so interested in and in able to offering to put us in 264 stores is because food is large in the arena in the market today everybody's looking for the next big thing mm-hmm. And they wanted to, culturally, uh, people want to explore different cultures. They want to try something new. And when you go into like a Whole Foods, if you've ever been in the Whole Foods lately, almost a third of their store is hot or prepared foods, or food that you can get quickly. You know, nobody, not not a lot of people are going in and, and um, making their own dinners anymore. They're going in, and they're picking up something to go with this and something to do with that and it's usually halfway prepared and they go home they heat it up and they have dinner on the table. So they're very interested in this product because it meets all those demands. We could sell it in the hot food prepared section, you could sell it hot to eat to go and just have your dinner with your dinner, or you could we can sell it frozen, quick frozen, as Carrie mentioned, Cairo first. You can just go home and heat it in your microwave or your toaster oven for two or three minutes, and you have a hot, fresh, savory item that's good for you. So there's so many avenues that these people that we're selling this product to have have in producing it and putting it out on the market.
1: The short answer to that question is, yes, our n- number one competition would be oriental companies because of the spring roll itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as a direct competition, no, because there's no one out there doing collard green spring rolls. Now, Steve Harvey and it has been other companies that are doing a collard green egg roll, but they're looking to market to restaurants. We're looking to market to larger entities like baseball stadiums and football stadiums. So we're looking to do more of a manufactured product to the mass market, more so than something to just uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, excuse me. And how are you
0: handling the intellectual property, um, the fact that this is your product, this is your creation?
1: Uh, our attorneys <coughs> has put together non-disclosures and we are trademarking a couple of items for the Collard Green Spring well itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the best way for us to work with it because we can't quote-unquote trademark it because mm-hmm. after the first year a product has been on the market, you no longer have the ability to trademark that particular item. Mm-hmm. It's just, this has been on the market 30 years, or been prepared for 30 years. It can't be quote-unquote trademarked. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something, Jennifer?
2: Yes. Um, we've been fortunate along the way, I said this, to meet some uh, people that have helped us along our journey, and one of those is a food um, a lawyer's attorney's office in York. that they only do food, and they kind of adopted us because they like the collre springwall and they're they're people who who will want to see you do well, and they've actually. Going, come on as our attorney to help us with things like trademarking and non-disclosures. And when we have a question about the, that's technical and that nature, um, we pick up the phone and we call the attorney. And, you know, we are, we are blessed to have people that have come along that way in our journey who have helped us, even though we're small entrepreneurs and we don't have a lot of capital. But, you know, there's always, you know, there's always hope somebody will help you in those areas because we don't know everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I appreciate chatting with Carrie over the years about this is that it's been a learning process. And you've been very open about it being a learning process. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get as much information as possible but still playing your cards close to your vest because it's your baby. Right. And uh, so kudos to you for that. If you'd like to find out more, Gourmet.com, Telephone number 609-638-2645 And if you're in the Trenton, New Jersey, Mercer County area, you can get them at the Studio B Restaurant and Bakery, I guess it's called. And it's on South Broad Street across the street from the Sun National Bank Arena. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. Have a good night. Okay.